Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hockey at the Rock. Uh, John? Uh, yes. By the way, everybody, this is John Fisher. I'm still John Fisher. How have you been? Well, I'm finally getting over some type of virus or illness or extended bug or something. Um, I sound like a normal person today, which is always a good thing. And just as good is the fact that we're talking about a successful, if dramatic, I'll mm -hmm. say, week of Devil's Hockey. Yeah, so remember what I said on the last episode, a good team wins how many games out of the next four that we were going to talk about? I believe you said three. Ah, and what happened, John? Well, you were right, Dan. It. I will give you the fact that it did not happen certainly the way that we expected it to happen. Um, oh, no, it no, was no, definitely no. circuitous, that pathway to that overall result. But I still stand by what I said. A good team wins three out of those four games. And while all four were certainly winnable, they were also losable at times. So uh, I'm pretty happy with how they did this week. It seems like they're starting to figure out the ins and outs of their team. Although every game has certainly been, well, save the first one, has been incredibly dramatic. Yeah. So let's talk about that first one, because that's so far, Dan, that is the most decisive win of the season so far. Mm -hmm. The Devils at Montreal. So um, how how shall I start this? Oh, yes. The Devils gave up the first goal, but it yeah. didn't mean the Devils were playing badly in the first period. They actually played pretty well. Um, Justin Baron uh, just, you know, made the play. But uh, Mr. Alexander Holtz, puts in a rebound to tie it up in the first period. And then from then on, you know, it, the score held until late in the second period when Tyler Toffoli opened it up. And then the Devils got a very late power play. The Devils converted that with Nico Heischer getting his first of the season on the, on the power play. So less than a minute into the third period, you're up 3-1. Mr. Toffoli decides... I'm going to get in on this and scores another banger for a power play goal about seven minutes later. And then while Michael Matheson decided to go um, all Jack Hughes on the devils and yeah, like, you know, like power play goal himself. Yeah. He split, he split the D like he was Moses. Um, and unfortunately like Moses, he finished the drill, um, but nevertheless, <laughs> Moses finished the drill, huh? Well, okay. we, we don't talk about him as a failure. He did the job. Did he not? Did he not so. do what he was told? Although I guess a drill, you know, is something that's, in essence, repeatable now. Well, okay, fair. I mean, in that sense, you know, leading people out of Egypt is not something you do every day, but nevertheless, uh -huh. the game ends uh, calmly with the Devils getting an empty net goal for Mr. Tyler Toffoli. That's, if I'm not mistaken, the fourth assist from Jack Hughes in that yep, game. Sure is. And a hat trick for Mr. Toffoli, first of the season. And believe it or not, we're going to talk a lot more about Jack Hughes and Tyler Toffoli on this show. Mm -hmm. but five yeah. two that's your most comfortable margin of victory so far this season so far to is looking like one of the best offseason ads i can remember in a very very long time yeah i mean the first couple games it seemed a little bit like hmm may take a little time to get going but what now, now the man is on fire i mean he scored two three fourth of the season in this montreal game and then dan walk us through what happened the next night <sighs> The next night, they're against a foe who I would say they've had a really bad run of results against in recent history. Although last year, they were pretty good against them in general yeah. because the Washington Capitals are generally on the decline. But the Devils neglected to start a game on time, oh, uh, yeah. as usual. 
And they were also up against, uh, I shouldn't fail to mention this, they were up against a goalie making his NHL debut. And what you don't want to do in that situation is give someone like that confidence by spotting that, that sorry, their team three goals in the first period. And uh, two shots against them in the my first God. period. Two. It was brutal it was it was a complete drubbing in every sense of the word uh which made the next period more exciting and confusing and then the period after that even more confusing and less exciting well i wouldn't say confusing but go ahead go ahead i won't steal your thunder you know talk your talk dan well okay in the next period the devils suddenly woke up they're like okay we came here to play a game it seemed almost intentional that they uh, fell behind the way that they did because in a span of about five minutes and what five minutes 40 seconds yeah. they scored three quick goals to tie the game um no problem seemingly and then took a lead they yeah. took a lead going into the third period john yeah tyler Toffoli uh book ended that run of goals he scored the first one he got this the last one mm-hmm. um timo meyer got his first of the season in between all that with tip in uh, from a Jack Hughes dish and uh, Nico Heischer took a big hit from Tom Wilson and then put scored a goal. So in your face, Tom Wilson, you're up four to three, but then what happened towards the, the last minute of the second period, Dad? what happened? The devils take a penalty. Uh, they take a penalty that would carry over into the third with a fresh sheet of ice for um, Washington. Mm-hmm. And the penalty kill, you know, while it has been improving game by game, there are standout players, as we've talked about and will talk about probably with, you know, the decision to maintain Brendan Smith in the lineup. Um, It it really, you know, it hasn't looked that impressive just yet. And that was a factor in this game as uh, the third period would begin and Washington would capitalize. And and worse than that, Dan, it it was a simple rush play where two Devils skaters decided to take on Kuznetsov in what was a give-and-go play with Dylan Strom. Well, who was covering Dylan Strom? No one. So Kuznetsov made a pass, and Dylan Strom had a big big part of net to shoot at, and he converts it to make it 4-4. And then shortly thereafter, we get a, we get a disaster of a play. A total disaster of a play, Dan. Somebody didn't drop back on defense to cover for Luke Hughes activating. He took a big hit in the corner. Dougie Hamilton was left on an island and decided to turn into Damon Severson for a moment mm-hmm. and flop on his belly on a two-on-one. And then Vanacek, who, by the way, Kira Schmidt started this game. He gave up three goals in the first period. He he didn't play well. It wasn't great. You no, know, listen, the first period was bad, but he did not help. I would say, no. like... The first goal and the third goal maybe were very uh, attainable. Exactly. But Vanacek was called in to replace him fully deserved. He lets in the weakest goal of the night, a trickler at the post for Carter McMichael to make it five to four. Sonny Milano then made it six, four shortly after, but the Devils challenged that for offside and once. So Mm -hmm. credit to rough there, but you know, the devils, the devils didn't start this game. Well, they ended this game poorly. Mr. The Putinist got a um, an empty netter to make it six to four. Fun fact, Dan, did you know that he is one of the five hundred people who are um, allowed in Russia to campaign for Mister Putin in twenty eighteen's election? I'm sorry, not the twenty eighteen election the the previous election. I should say, uh-huh. not a surprise there. Anyway, Gross. anyway, he scores the ENG, and you know everybody played on Tuesday night. So mm-hmm. what's the devil's excuse here? 
Like, yes, they came off a game. So did Washington. Washington came into this game in bad form. They struggled to score. They, this was the first game they scored first in the season. And they got a big fat dub to help out their goalie, who, by the way, you know, yes, first start ever. He still gave up four goals on like 22 shots. Mm-hmm. Not exactly, you know, a wizard here. But then again, hey, Devils, you 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 have all this offensive talent. You're only going to put 22 shots up on Washington? Huh? Huh? Yeah, and even still, again, the shooting percentage is staggering for the Devils. The power play humming along. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, in every but circumstance, you gotta, but you guys, you still have to do the work. You still have to show up to play. Uh, Lindy Ruff called the team soft afterwards, and mm-hmm. he's not wrong. But at this point of the season, you know, and I've made this point on the site, this is the easy part of the schedule, Dan. Yep. It gets rougher in November. And if you don't fix it now, it's going to, you know, the pain is coming. But we and don't have so, any pain. Well, next up, the Devils would uh, throw on the Jersey jerseys and mm-hmm. face the Buffalo Sabres. This went better. Yeah. The score the score would imply that this was a nail biter, and to a degree it was. Um, but the Devils started off the game much better. Uh, they put in that work on Eric Comrie, 15 shots in the first period. Yes, the Devils gave up the first goal yet again. John Jason Paterka froze Vanacek on a shot. And you know, it's one nothing, but the Devils got a quick goal back thanks to Alexander Holtz putting back a rebound on Luke Hughes. Fun fact, Alexander Holtz was demoted to the fourth line for this game. Scores mm-hmm. a goal. Does he get promoted yeah. in the next game? Spoiler, no. But that's a different discussion. Anyway, Devils later in the first period. Uh, Jonas Siegenthaler's terrible start to the season continues. He loses a stick and looks like he's lost. I believe it was Toffoli who didn't pick up on Tice Thompson crashing the net. And so Alex Tuck got a pass off to Thompson in the middle. Thompson rounded Vanacek, who weirdly came out, but didn't like stick to the post. And so Thompson was able to circle around Vanacek and tuck it in inside the post to make it two to one. Yeah, I think you mean Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson. That's right. Tice is the devil. Tage Mm -hmm. is the actually good Thompson. My mistake. Yeah, there's your hot take. Tage Thompson is better than Tice Thompson. I know. They just have the same you know, developmental curve. It'll get there. Yeah, sure. Anyway, <laughs> then disaster, actual disaster, not just like in-game disaster, an actual disaster struck. Connor Clifton hot, throws a headshot yeah. on Nico Heischer. His whole family was in the crowd, by the yeah, way. Clifton he is a, Clifton New is a New Jersey native. native. Yeah. Um, and they had to sit there as they announced that he would not be playing the rest of the game due to that headshot. Uh, the next day, the NHL announced that he would get a um, hearing regarding that hit, and they also announced shortly after that he would be suspended for two games. And uh, while Nico Heischer did manage to come back for a little bit, uh, he did not see much time in the third period, if any. No. Um, and he did not practice. He did not participate in Sunday's game. Uh, it's not great. Well, the good news in that sense is that he is announced as day to day. Now, of course, this is the New yeah. Jersey Devils organization. That, 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 that may mean little. But the, the hope here is the fact that if he goes on the trip, I'm not saying he has to play right away on the trip, but if he just goes on the trip. That's a very positive sign because that means they, they're they thinking about putting him back in. Anyway, so as a result of this headshot, Palat decides to rage on Clifton, understandably so, mm-hmm. for some inexplicable reason, Dan. I'm looking at their game sheet here. 
Clifton got the match penalty, right? Yep. That that's that's five minutes. That's a major, by the way. Palat got five for fighting. So did Clifton. Palat got ten as an instigator misconduct, which I think is yeah. pretty harsh given the circumstances. I know he raged on him, but it's like, you know, this isn't like he just went out of his way to just like beat him up. Like it was literally like right there, bang, bang. Oh yeah. And then he got two for the instigator. So what what transpired was a two minute four on four followed by what would be a three-minute power play where at the devil's score, that three-minute power play still goes. Well, and on that four-on-four, four, the devils had a lot of open ice, which is oh, yeah. something that they are very, very good with, and uh, they converted. Yeah, Jesper Bratt scored one of the most angriest goals I've ever seen him score. Yeah. I, I don't know which Sabre he stripped it from, but he just swooped in, took the puck from a Sabre, and then went five-hole on Comrie. It was like, all right, two-to-two, two, in your face. Yeah, sails um, away, you know, like... For the captain. Yeah. Unfortunately, the hot power play of the Devils did not convert on the power play. Mm-hmm. We did get to see Nico Heischer for a little bit in the second period. And then Dylan Cousins hits him. I'm not sure if that was a legal hit or not. It looked like it. It looked like shoulder and, and Nico was, you know, like low to the ice. So it may look like it was a higher hit than it maybe actually was. But after that hit, Dan, he, mm-hmm. you didn't see him again. I think the Devils decided... Yeah, but it's not worth the risk, which is understandable. He's the captain. You can't risk that. Anyway, we play on, and the Devils get a bit of a, well, the Devils make a mistake. They had too many men on the ice. Mm -hmm. Put a pin in that thought for the next game, by the way. Eric Halla gets a shorthanded breakaway and scores, Dan. Yeah. Halla, by the way, for all the times he didn't score last season, this season he seems to absolutely be burying everything yeah it's, everything. it's like exactly if last season was an extended scoring slump a man who did literally everything but put the puck in the net mm-hmm. he's putting the puck in the net now and you love to see it considering it gives the devils a lot more scoring depth than whatever jack hughes and jesper broad and the power play are doing well completing the inverse too it feels like he's doing it on a lot less opportunities than last year too he's not that playing too. on a line with jack hughes that's true well not yet but yes yeah. well, <laughs> exactly anyway Later in the second period, Rashmus Dalin fires a long shot that hits off Nathan Bastion to beat Panacek up high. So you go into the third period, three to three. And remember the previous game, you know, Washington, you had a lead and you blew it. You're playing an offensive Buffalo team that already is going up against a Vanacek that has given up some questionable goals already. How confident are you at three, three? Well, we would find out that it would not be three, three for long for a uh, a delay of game by the replacement goaltender Uko Pekka Lukonen. For you mm-hmm. see, Eric Comrie got hurt in this game. Yeah, his his skate got stuck in the ice, and I guess he pulled something. So UPL came in, and uh, he's the one that gave up the goal to Halla. And then two minutes, just over two minutes into the third period, after his clearance over the glass, Jack Hughes, the big deal, puts it in. I thought Toffoli may have tipped it, but. Jack Hughes got the goal. No matter four to three. Did they all end up giving good. it to him in the end? Yeah, it's Jack Hughes on the on the game sheet. Okay. Anyways, this holds up and this looks good. And even Vanacek is playing well. And the Devils are attacking well. They got set. They outshot the Sabers seventeen to four in the third period, Dan. Ooh, which is remarkable considering the Devils had the lead for the most part. Yeah. Again, this is a team that had two shots in a period against Washington the game before. Yeah, they they were shutting Buffalo down. Except. Vanacek made a boo-boo. Mm. Dylan Cousins somehow 
catches Vanacek at the post, but Vanacek appears to be hugging that post like he should. Like he's not in reverse uh, vertical horizontal, you know, that the hot wave of RVH where you see goalies like they're hugging the post, but their heads aren't up against it and their shoulders aren't up against it. So guys like Jack Hughes could pick the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, no, Vanacek is holding it properly, but somehow it just sneaks through like his, the middle. Like, I don't know how it got through, but that's just a bad goal to allow. Yeah. Bad goal. And now you're back at 4-4. Four, four. Who comes to save the day, Dan? At five, at four, four. At four, four. A couple minutes later, we got a hero of the game, and you mentioned him already. He scored earlier in this game. Oh, it was um, Eric Hall. That's right. Kevin Ball finally did something of note in this season. Took a long shot. Hall tipped it in. You're up five to four, and the Devils held on for dear life. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they held on, but you're you know, not exaggerating, by the way. This was this was clenching. This was this was one again. It feels like every game has ended like this this season. Yeah, uh, both when they're losing and when they're winning. Um, so yeah, the- I don't love it, even though the results have been mostly positive. It's just like outside the Montreal game, it doesn't you don't need to make everyone just completely nervous every game, but they're finding a way to, you know, scratch and claw at this yeah this is very much you know the marketing department you know the devils are making it easy for easy for them if they actually you know bother to do something they could literally tell people you're going to pay for the seat but you're only going to need the edge and it's not going to be an exaggeration yeah Um, seriously i mean especially in the final few minutes final minute of this game where dawson mercer has a clear path to the empty net he doesn't get to the red line he misses the empty net so he ices it and then Eric Halla has a chance for a hat trick, mm-hmm. breaks his stick on an empty net try. This and then you see so Jack sad. Hughes and, and Andrej Palat, I, I believe, miss on empty net tries after a big shot blocked by Jack Hughes to preserve the win. But, um, you know, credit to the Devils. They got the W. Um, but again, aside from the fact that, you know, they conceded four goals, um, you know, penalty kill was clean, got you a goal. Power play got you a goal. You still got goal. You got goals from your big names like Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. You even got goals from Halla and Alexander Holtz. I would say that even with the Montreal game in mind, this was um, maybe the best game of the Devil season so far. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I, I think it was, um, you know, it didn't feel as close as it ended up being. It, it feels yeah. like Buffalo's also been a little bit disappointing to start the season compared to where people thought they might be. And yeah. also they've had, you know, their rookie goalie, um, Devin Levy, get injured. Um, and, and now they're apparently down in Eric Comrie too. So yeah, so it's going to be a little difficult for them for a little while. But uh, that is not our problem, as the Devils nope. take the win there, and they move on to host uh, the Minnesota Wild. And that's we're recording right after that game uh, has wrapped up, and the Devils walk away with another, um, let's call it another butt clenching win. Would you agree? Oh yeah, this one this one was a lot uh, closer because whereas we could say in retrospect, you know, Buffalo only had four shots in that third period. You know, mm-hmm. it's like what comeback did you expect here? Minnesota, uh, this was the they, they definitely brought it. Meter win for the Devils uh, that didn't go their way. Did you know the Wild had six power plays in this game? Yeah, and they scored on one of them, and on the others they came really close. And yeah, they're. You know, not just coming really close in terms of quality of scoring chance one off for a while. No, they spent entire, you know, entire power plays in the devil zone. There was no time to change. Uh, The devils were getting shelled and it was very, very difficult to watch. 
but they fought it off. They weathered the storm and came away with a win. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Vic, uh, Vitek Vanacek, but he played maybe his best game mm-hmm. so far this season, maybe since the, if you want to give the Detroit game or maybe the Montreal game. Um, but Minnesota, you know, at power plays alone, you know, they had 24 shooting attempts, 12 of them got on net, 15 of them were scoring chance areas, six of them for high danger chances. To give up only one goal out of all that is pretty impressive. And, and I don't no think no points for Jack Hughes, by the way. Yeah, unfortunately, the league leading scorer lost his seven game uh, point streak, but mm-hmm. Vanacek really, really played quite well, even with the three goals allowed. Um, I think once again, you got a Brendan Smith uh, getting sunned this time by yeah. Pat- Patrick Maroon. Uh, it's not good when Patrick Maroon is torching you uh, one on one in 2023, yeah. considering he's older and, you know, he'll tell you himself he's not much of a uh, burner. Um, and then, you know. Yeah, he put, he put the hands on. Um, but the Devils, you know, for the first time this season, Dan, they scored first. Mm-hmm. Jesper Brat scored first, a lovely goal. And it was so good because it meant when that Pat Maroon goal did happen, it's instead of going, oh, man, the Devils are, you know, going to have to fight back. It's, oh, it's 1-1. Okay, nothing mm-hmm. is over. Then they have to fought back anyway because they gave up a power play goal to Ryan Hartman. This was the one power play that ended super quick for the Wild. It was pretty much call made, you know, he finishes it. But yeah. then Mr. Toffoli, once again, yep. he, he's involved with a you know redirection of a Jesper Bratt uh, shot pass for a power play goal. And then on the next shift, Eric Halla takes a turnover and fires a clapper over yeah. uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's glove. The puck was definitely on edge, but woof, that was a terrible goal for Fleury to allow. Credit for the Devils, of course. And then yeah. instead of just sitting at 3-2, you get another power play in the second period, and Chesper Bratt absolutely finishes a lovely set of passes to get another, you know, get his brace, get, you know, make it four to two, and you're sitting good. And the Devils were doing pretty well in the third. They were attacking pretty well in the third, but Minnesota was doing just enough, and the Devils were taking just enough penalties. You know, Curtis Lazar got a hooking call against the Dakota Mermis, and, uh, you know, then shortly thereafter, you know, the Devils killed that off with a plum, but nevertheless, too many men. No, no, that was in the second period. Oh, that okay, was, okay. Uh, but yeah, that once again, you go too too many men on the ice. Literally after a Chris Tierney penalty kill, which was one of those you spent two minutes of it defending, and nobody can get a rest. So Brutal. you know that's just bad on that's bad on the coaching. You know that's a bench minor for a reason. That, like that's the coach's fault. Somebody didn't organize their people correctly and get them on. And more importantly, in this third period. You may have noticed that uh, with Heischer out, you know, you had Chris Tierney in the lineup with Holtz and uh, Bashan as a line. Michael McLeod had to play on the second line, which to his credit, McLeod acquitted himself as well as he could. So, you know, there's that. But Ruff, for some reason, decided to shorten his bench. And I think this was ultimately a mistake because it meant you're leaning on nine guys to go up against, you know, a wild team that had everything to play for and nothing to lose. And while the Devils, I think, did well to attack and, you know, make Flurry work and make the defense work, you know, it only takes one goal to give the Wild, you know, that feeling of we can do this. And they got that goal within the last five minutes from a a Jacob Middleton, where Pat Maroon went around the uh, net, just like Pat Maroon would probably tell you he could do. Mm -hmm. And then Middleton just outpowered Eric Hall's stick check and put it in the net. Like, Vanacek did as well as he could, but that's... 
you know, a point blank shot in front of your crease. Uh, now it's four to three, and then you're holding on for dear life. And the Devils absolutely had to do that um, at the end, which got the additional drama of a penalty. Dan, mm-hmm. tell, take us through this penalty. Uh, the penalty. Let me see if I remember it. Hold on. Okay. Who took this penalty? This was. Hola. Oh, this was Eric Halla and yeah. his. Um, was it a high stick? It was a high stick. Yeah, he he his stick ran yeah. up Carol Caprizals and got him in the face shield. And he wasn't happy about it. No, especially since seconds earlier, you know, two devils they got tripped trip. up. Yeah, this was uh, with the empty net already. Um, exactly. Dawson Mercer had the had the puck, got tripped up. He is uh, snake bitten. Let's put it that way to be nice about it because. He has had, I don't know that he's had as many opportunities as we would like him to have, but even on the empty net, it seems like he's cursed in some way because he gets tripped up. There's no call. And like you said, Halla takes uh, the penalty the other way, not thrilled about it. And it gets even nervier for the Devils who have been in their own zone killing penalties uh, a lot of this game. And now we'll have to face a six on four. So they, in all that time killing penalties, they had not stared down a two man advantage until this moment. Yeah. And, and on top of that, you know, the devils actually got a clearance or two out of this, which was good. Um, but again, you know, it's six on four. So even if you win a puck in the corner, you know, you dash it out up the boards, guess what? There's going to be three wild players who are going to be in a good position to not only take it, but be in a position to do something with it. Mm-hmm. So credit to Vanacek for holding it down because he swallowed up the puck a couple times. He made a huge save at the very end, like in the final few seconds. He made a very big save uh, just to uh, play the puck away, put it to the corner, and allowed the Devils to just sort of swallow it up and, you know, end the final few seconds. But it's a lot of pressure. The penalty kill definitely got pressured in this one. A lot of guys like, and, you know, bear with me for a moment as I look up some ice time numbers. Like, for example, Dan, John Marino played seven minutes of this game on the penalty kill. Wow. <laughs> seven. Kevin And Ball a lot of those, like, let's minutes. not lose the fact that a lot of those were continuous. Yeah, exactly. Like, these guys just couldn't get off the ice. Not because they were necessarily bad. It's not like they were just... They, they, they just couldn't get the clearance, and that's the problem with the power play. As you see with the Devil's own power play, is that sometimes the other team just doesn't get a chance to make a play. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way because everybody's you know doing their job correctly. Well, Minnesota, to their credit, they have the horses to make it work, and they did get a power play goal, but I think on another night they could have gotten two or three and ended this game themselves. Yeah. And we're talking about a loss instead of a W. Uh, but again, you know, Marino played a ton on this penalty kill. Ball played a ton on this penalty kill. Mercer actually played over five minutes on this penalty kill. Maybe that contributed to why this may have been his best game of the eight. Because uh, prior to this game, like the Buffalo game, for example, he was just bad. Like Mer- like Mercer hasn't just been unlucky. He has just been bad this yeah. se- uh, to start this season. Like he's slumping along with the Siegenthalers and the Marinos and the Balls uh, and the Smiths of the team. Um, and arguably Schmid and Vanacek to a degree. But it looked like Vanacek had a good ga- He did have a good game to Gay. Yeah. Mercer acquitted himself as well as he could given the circumstances. You know, Marino and Ball, you know, played a smarter game than I think they have earlier in the season, which is a good thing. So hopefully this means that some of those guys I just mentioned are getting out of their slumps. And then this means the Devils will be um, more complete as they enter a November of road games. 
Yeah, their depth is starting to get tested. The injuries are starting to pile up, especially in that yeah. bottom six. But also, again, Nico Heischer is a pretty major injury, and they managed to win their first game without him. But uh, they are about to hit the uh, Midwestern United States. They do not play again. Uh, th- this is another weird, you know, missing stretch of games after they had a pretty busy week after a almost non-existent week. They go back to, again, having three days in between games, which is, I would say, at this point, pretty rare for the NHL um, before it they go to Minnesota. Yeah, but it's 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 one of those. Yes, it's a it's a relief now, but it, you're going to pay for it very soon because mm-hmm. this road trip is four games in six nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand, but listen, I don't make the schedule. Obviously, there's a lot going on, but uh, yeah. they go to Minnesota, and then it's St. Louis after that, I believe. Not just St. Louis, Dan. A rested St. Louis team. Mm-hmm. So that game is a lot harder than it's going to look because, you know, even if the Devils, you know, destroy Minnesota, which is going to be unlikely. I mean, if I understand it correctly, this is the first time the Devils have beaten Minnesota in regulation in 10 games or something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. It was six Oh and three for Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. So you got to go to Minnesota and hope you can repeat that somehow. And then you got to play a St. Louis team that is at least going to be prepared for this one. And then two nights later, you go to Chicago to play Connor Bedard Mm -hmm. and he's really good, Dan. He has been pretty good, but there is a rookie who has more points than him. There is. His name is Luke. Yes. Uh, I saw the Hughes is on the uh, score sheet today and I realized, oh, Jack did not get a point because his point streak ended. It was Luke who got two points. And you notice, Dan, Mr. Hughes, if I take a quick peek here at his game log, his ice time over the last five games in order, the Islanders game, he played 1741 Uh, against Montreal. He played just shy of 19 minutes. He played 2356 against the Capitals. He Mm. played 2233 against Buffalo. He only played 15-29 tonight against Minnesota. So, I mean, some of that's definitely going to be contributed by the number of power plays that you get. Right. But the fact that, you know, he played 24 and 23 minutes or 22 and a half minutes back to back is both a sign that, you know, the Mr. Ralph is not afraid to play Luke Hughes more than he has to. It's He's also, like, he, it also, it's also an indictment of Siegenthaler and Marino and Ball that, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to go with the rookie instead of you guys which I'm sure Ruff would not like to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like he can trust Hughes more and more, but it also seems like his developmental curve is turning out to be very similar to his brother's in that it's going to take him a little bit to get his feet wet in the league, to get adjusted to the pace, but you can see the flashes of oh, the yeah. potential that got him drafted where he was. Um, and once that all manifests, you know, they're going to integrate another high pick into that defensive core. It's very exciting to think about, but uh, so far he has done a pretty good job in adjusting and taking on bigger and bigger minutes um, as a, you know, mainstay member of this team. It's exactly what needed to happen for them to maintain their success level, letting Graves and Severson walk. So um, definitely an important thing to see from Luke Hughes this season. And again, it's fine that Mercer is not having a great start because the stars uh, Hughes, Brat. I mean, how good does that contract look for Brat now? Because while Hughes has 18 points in these eight games, Brat has 14 points in these eight games, which is not something to sneeze at, certainly. Uh, he is probably top five in the league now, isn't he? He's close to it if, he, if he's not. But, um, yeah. you know, the big thing is that with Heischer out, it's more important. And, and in general, it's important for guys like Mercer and guys like, you know, 
along with Holland, you know, to chip in those goals mm. because, you know, you don't, because in these four games coming up and the last one is Colorado on, on, on Tuesday, um, who surprisingly got shut out today. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I say, because Colorado is kind of loaded with talent, giant kind of like the devils are offensively. Um, nevertheless, um, you know, you're going to have those nights where a Jack Hughes just isn't going to get any points. And, you know, just like this game against Minnesota, I'm happy to see that the Devils got four goals. And it's not like Jack played badly. It's not like the big deal was not a big deal. He was a big deal. Yeah. But it well, was just that other guys, the, other guys get points. That's uh, just how it is. And that's what you need to see. Too, it's not like he wasn't involved on the scoring plays either. He was like the tertiary assist man. Yeah, for, exactly. For both the power play goals, I believe he was that third assist uh it doesn't count on the score sheet but it was still an important part of the play as the devils um seem to be globetrottering their way around the power play these days exactly but that's again you know it's great that they're seeing it might you know obviously the big concern is sometimes you're just not going to get those power plays just like you saw just like you saw at um you know at the end of this game with minnesota you know devils get tripped up pretty clearly did you get the power play no (laughs) you know that sometimes it's dumb but that's welcome to welcome to life with a referee any sport football soccer basketball sometimes you're not going to get the whistles even when you probably should have mm-hmm. um but you know we'll see how the devils acquit themselves on this road trip coming up and you know again november is very road heavy after a very home heavy october because after that road trip you get one home game against washington all teams and then you go back on the road for two games play our hated rivals go on the road to Detroit, come back for two, three home games in a row, and then end it in Philly. Um, you know, most of that, you know, that's only five home games coming up in this uh, coming month. So, you know, get your cooking on the road where you're not going to get the favorable matchups. You're going to have to travel. You're going to have to deal with, you know, the fatigue a little bit more and hope and hope that Mr. Heischer is going to be a okay. And hopefully you get some help back sooner rather than later from a Colin Miller or a Thomas Noshek. So this way you're not relying on the Chris Tierney's and the Justin Dowling's and the Cal foots mm-hmm. to step in when guys like Brendan Smith are playing badly. Yeah. <laughs> by the no, way, Cal I, Smith, I really would, I would not be mad if Cal foot plays in the next game, by the way, Brendan Smith is. He has he's not uh, it, man. Yeah, not, not it. been it, especially at five on five. Um, again, his value is mostly on the penalty kill, but uh, yeah, the, the brutality on five on five has been rough. It, it's been very, uh, it's tough to see how he fits in the plan of a very fast attacking and supportive team, if you know what I mean. Exactly, and the, and the issues with the discipline as well. I mean, he, he, early in this game, he took a big hit. Early in this game against Minnesota, he took a big hit against uh, from Duhame, and then he's lipping off and and you know, you know, beefing with Brandon Duhame afterwards, and then a couple shifts later, Patrick Maroon suns him. Like, dude, you know, if your whole shtick is going to be I'm a veteran, you know, presence, you know, I'm a I'm a I can be a tough guy, I can do the dirty work, I can do the greasy stuff. Well, how come you don't even try to foul Maroon there? How come you you don't get you know you you don't stay in his way you just sort of let him pile through after you whiff on a puck mm-hmm. like who are you my dude you know Brandon Duhamy and anyone else in the league is not going to be intimidated by a guy who who can get burnt repeatedly <laughs> like yeah. no one is intimidated by this man <laughs> no no you can't back up your words with actions and it's just not worth anyone's time yeah. um but well but he just, got a W so credit you know, to him 
Devils are five, two, and one. And just one thing I want to bring up to before we end this episode, uh, or just one question for you, John, before we, you know, call it a day and uh, make it a wrap on a nice week for New Jersey as they keep pace in what is turning out to unsurprisingly be an extremely competitive metropolitan division, but surprisingly with teams that are involved that no one expected to be, uh, like the Flyers a little bit. Um, but should we worry about Akira Schmidt is my last question to you. I'm not so concerned, mostly because we've seen, like last season, and I don't just mean in the first round of the playoffs against our hated rivals. I mean all of last season. He had a couple games last season where, you know, it definitely looked like he was a you know young goaltender still finding his way in the league. But overall, he played very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the case where, just like I said earlier, where some players are slumping to start the season, he's one of them. And unfortunately for a goaltender, the only way you can get out of your slump is to play through it. I think the calls like Renaud Lavoie, for example, I, mean, I know he made a exit on X saying, you know, oh, he should go back to the minors. Like, bro, he, he's not going back to the minors. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to work this out just like any other goaltender. If he, you know, he's proven that he's an NHL goaltender after last season and the playoffs, if that doesn't do it, then nothing will. Yeah, they don't um, have another so, option. Yeah, so Schmid, Schmid, I think, if anything, what we learned is that for now, he's the number two guy, right? He's not the number one. It's not one and one A. It's Vanacek is one until Vanacek has some bad games, mm-hmm. and Schmid is two. So it's on Schmid to step in and you know contribute when that happens. He'll get his opportunities absolutely in this coming month. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets the Minnesota game or the St. Louis game. Yeah. Um you know, it's going to be one of those cases where he's going to have to show it, but he's done that last season. Like he stepped in for Blackwood's injuries. He's been called up and called down. So, you know, it's not like he's completely, you know, alien to the idea of, of, of this situation. I think the best thing that he needs to do is keep cool, keep calm and, you know, recognize that he's done this before, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like that's, that's my frustration with like Siegenthaler start to the season too. And, you know, oh, do the Devils need a defenseman? No, the guys just need to remember how they're supposed to do their jobs because they did this last season. Mm-hmm. And they arguably, in the case of Siegenthaler and Marino, they did it in the season before that. Like, these guys didn't forget how to play hockey. And I don't think that's the case with Schmid. I don't think it's a case of, you know, he's been exposed or anything. He just needs to, you know, get his mind right, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And again, it's hard to argue against the evidence of, you know, the Devils have... 11 points out of a possible 16 to start the season. It's it's not something that we should be too concerned with. And while those games no. are certainly winnable, um, I would say pretty much all of those that they lost were winnable. Plenty that they won were also losable. So yeah, we will take this position certainly moving forward. And those guys who yeah. are slumping for now, they're being carried by the big boys. And that's what the big boys are for. Exactly. I mean, the big thing, I just hope that the Devils, and I'm sure Mr. Ruff is doing the same, doing this right now, is like he's trying to avoid the team from getting too complacent. Because I want to say that's, that's got to be one of the reasons why they've had like bad first periods or, you know, they've had, you know, guys who start off the season poorly. I think there were a couple guys who, you know, saw last season, saw the successes, enjoyed the successes, even how it, regardless of how it ended and just went, I know what I need to do. I don't need to change anything. Well, the reality is you kind of still need to be focused. You still need to give it your full effort. Um, You can't just, you know, show up and expect it to happen. And I think a guy like Jack Hughes understood that from day one, Jasper Brock understood that day one, but a couple guys on this team, 
uh, from my standpoint, needed to learn some hard lessons in some weird way. I almost want to say the Capitals loss and the Florida loss um, from the week prior may have been good wake up calls to a couple guys on this team to say, Hey guys, you're just not going to get W's by Fiat. Now you got to still do the hard things. You still got to work and you can't just rely on the calls or rely on, you know, Jack Hughes and Jesper for to score lots of goals to make, you know, make up for your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we saw that to a degree in the Buffalo game. We saw that to a degree, even in the Minnesota game. So, you know, we'll see again. I think this road trip coming up is going to be really telling as far as how well this season is going to go. I think if this trip goes well, if they go into that Colorado trip already having quote unquote won the trip, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel good for how the rest of the team will do in the rest of the month. Cause I think, you know, looking at the head at the further end of the schedule, you're going to finally play Pittsburgh, who's been bad to start this season. Washington again is on a decline. Um, Columbus looks like they're going to be more like what they were last season. The Flyers, I think, are going to finally decline by the end of November. Um, so you're you're going to have some more favorable matchups, so to speak. You're, it's not like you're playing a bunch of killers or having to do a really tough like California road trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like last year, remember, they lost to Washington to drop to three and three and then rattled off a 13 game win streak. So they have yeah. two wins after that so far, John. Yeah, two I'm wins. not going to I'm not going to call for the repeat of the franchise setting winning streak. No, I, don't I think, think that's, that's I think unlikely. that's asking a bit much. I think it's that's unlikely, asking. but it's possible still as of recording. Well, it's also possible somebody who knocks on my door and hands me, you know, 100 G's of unmarked bills, but that's not going to happen either. <laughs> well, sure, but honestly, which one's more likely at this point? Hard well, to say. 100 G's of unmarked bills. Is, uh, that, is that really? Then another 13-game winning streak for this team? Who knows? But anyway, uh, I think that's all we have for today. Um, anything else that you wanted to bring up? Well, um, I do want to uh, offer condolences to uh, Andy Johnson and the Nottingham Panthers. A terrible freak accident in English ice hockey where a player skate just came up across his deck and he 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 passed away. Like, you know, it's it's basically what I know the most infamous event prior to that was the Clint Malarchuk incident or Zednik. Uh, or Richard Zednik, but I think well, Malarchuk is the one I I remember the most because that oh, was yeah. you know a goal you know the goalie nearly died on the ice, and that what's led to neck neck protectors becoming a thing. Oh, yeah. uh, but this is this is what would have this would have what what happened to Andy is unfortunately what could have happened to Clint basically. Clint, I think he got lucky. Adam. Andy did not. Adam, my mistake. Nevertheless, um, our condolences to him, and um, you know, hopefully the uh, English Ice Hockey League and his uh, family can find. Some peace in the future um, as they move forward. Just a terrible freak incident. And there's, you know, uh, you just hate reading about it. You hate hearing anything about it. But th- there's really nothing anyone can do. And it's horrible. It's it's just awful. And um, hopefully people can eventually heal. And uh, condolences to the family. Condolences to all the players on both teams. That must have been um, truly, truly horrifying. Yeah. Um. On that somber note, however, uh, we'll we'll have to end the episode and we'll be back, you know, hopefully just as happy as when we started this episode talking about some more Devil's Wins. So thank you all again, as usual, for joining us. And let's go Devils. Go Devils. See you soon.